0: chapter 3, we're going to read verse 3 to 6. The Bible says, Jesus answered and said to him, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, most assuredly, I say to you, Unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Amen. First Corinthians 4:20, the Bible says, "For the kingdom of God is not in word but in power." Romans 14, 17 and 18. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. For he who serves Christ in these things is acceptable to God and is also approved by man. Amen. Last week, I I pray that we've done about three um, services on this already. So if this is your first time, you can go back and listen to them. If you were also in church but you have forgotten where they were, you should go back and listen to them. It has been proven that when you listen to a message the first time, you're only taking 11%. And most of the 11% is the jokes, you know. And, um, so it's always good to listen to messages over and over and over again until you begin to see the fruits of it in your life. And um, last Sunday, we were looking at the fact that the kingdom of God is our inheritance, isn't it? And we looked at some of the things that can hinder us or prevent us from entering and living that kingdom life. And um, today, I want us to continue because one of my greatest desire is that we will become... um, Balanced Christians. Do, do you understand? Balanced Christians, leveled Christians, so that we neither overreact to pain or overreact to joy. Do, do, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, it is something that you develop, it is something that you learn, it is something that you become. And um, you apply it in every area, you know, and we should also apply it to scripture so that when we receive the word of God we should make sure that we take the word of God in its totality and not just pick out the bits we like or the bits, bits that sound you know powerful to us or easy for us to do. How many of you know that there are some scriptures and when you read you are going to ask God that how am I going to you know manifest this scripture. The answer, Especially for the ladies who are always looking for equality and saying that you know like men have more advantages or men have this man. When you read a scripture that says husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church, you say, Lord, have mercy on them. Because it didn't say husbands love your wives. It says that love your wives as Christ loved the church. Do you know what Christ has done for the church? <laughs> do, you, do you understand? Do you know what Christ, yes. And so as a husband, you can't choose which part of it you will partake in. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. But Christ also knows that the word of God is said that he also knows that as blood has to be spilled by some, there has, it has to be balanced off. And he says, wives, submit to your own husbands. Yes. And some of you, you know that the person you are married to, unless God comes down. Submission. So today I wanted also for us to look at a couple of things and make sure that Just as we are desiring, we are growing spiritually, we are maturing, and we want to have all the benefits of the kingdom, we want to appreciate that every bit of it we are carrying. So we want to look at Psalm 22. Today we are going to read a couple of um, scriptures, and um, we'll read more scriptures, and then when we finish, we'll read some more scriptures, and then we'll, we'll read some more scriptures. Yeah. You know, sometimes there's people who have been Christians for a long time who are very good at criticizing uh, preachers. You know, they can analyze and it's like, oh, your message was not bad. But I could have done with some more scriptures. <laughs> Psalm 22, the Bible says in verse 28 to 30, I'm going to read it, King James. It says, For the kingdom of the Lord, and he is the kingdom, for the kingdom is the Lord's. The kingdom is the Lord's. And he is the governor among the nations. That is the governor, the Lord. Verse 29 says that all they that be fat upon earth shall eat and worship. All they that go down to the dust shall bow before him. And none can keep alive his own soul. Verse 30, a seed shall serve him. It shall be accounted to the Lord for a generation. Amen. Verse 29 says that all they that be fed upon the earth shall eat and worship, and all they that go down to the dust shall bow before him, and none can keep alive his own soul. Today I'm hoping that we can go through quite a few of them. But this scripture makes us appreciate the fact that In the kingdom, we both worship and we eat. Amen. We both worship and we eat. You know, since we started looking at it, I know that you know when we think of kingdom things, we have to know that yes, it is spiritual. But I also want us to know that with the spiritual also comes the blessings for us to eat off. Do you understand? In fact, one of the things that you have to realize as a Christian who is growing is that you must make sure that you are keeping the order and you are getting the order right. One of the challenges for us as Christians is that sometimes we have so much knowledge, but we apply all of them anyhow, and it becomes very haphazard. Do you understand what I'm saying? But then you have to appreciate the fact that it's not just having the knowledge, you know, that I belong to the kingdom of God. I am a kingdom person. But you have to also appreciate the order in which it is and what we do first and what, we, what comes thereafter. Do, do you understand? Yeah. When you, maybe somebody brings you to church or you're introduced to the things of God, you have to get saved before you even begin serving in the house of God. You need salvation. Serving in the house of God will not get you saved. <laughs> do, do you understand? Do you understand? You serve because, of your, because you have been saved, so you also begin to serve the person who has saved you. Because sometimes we hang around church for a long time and then we define it as salvation. Salvation must come first. Do, do you understand? Yeah. You are praying for blessings, and, uh, but what is the order? So the scripture is saying that in the kingdom, we worship God. And then we eat of the blessings that God provides. So worshipping God must be a priority for you as a kingdom person. And not vice versa. Because a lot of the time we can come and thank God for blessing us, forgiving us, or we can get frustrated that God is not blessing us. We are not receiving answers to our prayers. That is not the order. We come to God to worship him. We come to God to serve him. Do you understand? He says that seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and all other things will be added unto you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. It didn't say seek ye first even the church. Seek ye first. No, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Do you understand? Yeah. Which is joy, peace, righteousness. Seek that first, and then all other things will be added unto you. But a lot of the time, we are seeking everything else before we come and seek the kingdom of God. Some of us, even when we are going through a challenge, we are going to try and solve the challenge before we even come and seek God or even seek counsel. So maybe you disappear from the house of God and then we try and locate you. What is it? You say, I'm going through one or two things. But if you are going through one or two things, that is even the more reason why you should come and seek God. Because before all the other things that will be added, all those solutions, all those things will be added, you first must seek God. Which means the seeking of God must come before everything else. Yeah. Your worshiping of God must come before everything else. Yeah. You think about it. Even when we wake up in the morning. Yeah. We eat, we bath, we go on Instagram, we go on Facebook, we go on this. And if God is lucky... We might pass through the bible side it's true it is true as soon as our eyes are open by the grace of god we see a new day the first thing that comes to us is not to see god yeah because most of us our phone are within reach of the hand and our bible is at an extended location and the first thing we do is have i got a missed call who will call you in the middle of the night yeah the first thing we do is to check and see what, uh, what has been posted on Instagram or, or Facebook or whatever who are those posting in the middle of the night yeah. then you go and brush your teeth whatever go and eat and then if should you remember you read a scripture and then you you get out of your house yeah and then you will weave in bath and then you will dress up you will do your makeup and, and sometimes you will drag now that we have phone it's like it doesn't matter when I get in the car when I get in the bus I'll scroll through a scripture you are not putting God first you are not a true worshipper yeah he said that we will worship him in spirit and in truth they that worship him listen there's a kind of worship and there's a kind of worship and when you're a kingdom child your kind of worship must change must change yeah you 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 excite yourself to go to certain places and you drag yourself to the house of God yeah you come out of compulsion you come out of threat but some has to threaten you somebody has to call you somebody has to admonish you somebody has to warn you somebody has to shout at you somebody has to give you a fiver a tenner a twenty somebody has to bribe you I'll give you lunch I'll take you for lunch I'll give you But you want to eat of the good of the land. Says that if you'll be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. The willingness and obedience is to God. It's to God. So we get surprised how some people enjoy setting kingdom blessings and some people don't. God is not a respecter of persons. The ones who worship him in spirit and truth, they will see the hand of God. They will see the finger of God. They will see the manifestations of God. I told you last week, we should let the devil stop lying to us. You should let him stop lying to us. The agency with which you don't want to be late to work is the same agency you should have not to be late for your meeting with God in the morning. You should have that same agency, if not even more. You see, I want us to move away from just having even a church mind. Because the reason why you struggle to come to church is because you are not really worshipping God. Because when you are truly worshiping God in your life and in every other area, coming to the house of God is not something that has to be negotiated. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of God. But it wasn't because he's always in the house of God. But it's because in every area of his life, he sees the manifestations of God. Today, I have to be quiet because what we're talking about. Hmm. Listen, the advancement of life. I don't know how many of you saw this video that was going around a couple of days ago. This pastor was preaching. I think they went on a missionary trip to China somewhere. And um, in China they're not allowed to hold services like this and all that. And even, you know, so they gathered these like cell leaders in some basement bunker somewhere and he was teaching them and they brought Bibles to them, but they didn't realize. I think they had like 20 people or something. They had only like five Bibles or 10 Bibles. So they just, it was sort of first confessive. First so one lady took the Bible and then she, passed it on to, one lady was giving the Bible and she passed it on to somebody. And the pastor was like, why have you passed your Bible on? And she said, oh, I don't need it. I have memorized the, <laughs> the whole Bible. And the pastor was like, why? And she, she was like, we, don't, we can't be seen holding a Bible. So when we get a page here, a page there, you know, then you just memorize it, then you throw it, you tear up the paper, you know. And um, he taught them, taught them, you know, and he asked them that, so the 20 people, how many people do you oversee? And they said between the 20, so the, the 20 of them, they, they look after cell groups in various parts of China. And they said between the 20 of them, they look after almost 2 million souls. Then when they finish and he prayed for them, then the head of the group was like, oh, please pray for us so that we too we will have the freedom and the way in America, you know, you're able to serve God and you can even advertise your programs and, you know, you can watch messages on YouTube and things so that we too, that freedom will come to China and will be liberated too. And then the pastor said, I will not pray that prayer for you. I will not pray that prayer for you. And the people were hurt and confused, like, "Why?" said, no. He said, I'm going to pray a prayer and that I'm going to pray the prayer that may America become like China so that our service of God will change. Because he said, listen, where I am, everybody has three, four, five Bibles, has access to mess every day. They don't even know a verse. Yeah. But because of the need and because of the tightness and the situation you are in, it has pushed you to the place where you worship God in a certain way. But we don't need to go through certain challenges and certain frustrations to worship God in a certain way. The blessings of God must not rather turn us away from worshiping him. Yeah. He's the governor of the kingdom. Yeah. And he says that we, they will all eat of that land. Yeah. Listen, let me tell you something. All wealth belongs to God. Yeah, In spite of what we think. But that wealth comes to men through men, and if you want yours the kingdom way, then you have to worship God the kingdom way. Yeah. That is why you see that some people struggle to tithe, some people trouble to give, some people struggle to sow a seed because they don't appreciate the fact that when you sow a seed, you reap. They don't understand it. They don't see it. They haven't experienced it. But you can't experience it, it unless you have faith in it and you walk in it. There is kingdom wealth that we are also supposed to eat in it. I don't want us to just become very spiritually strong. I'm a kingdom person. Do you understand? I cast out demons. I yes, we should do all those things. But also you have to prosper. Yes. When you look at the categories of wealth, we we'll say we have transactional wealth, transformational wealth, sovereign wealth. There are all different levels of wealth that even the world has understood. But the children of God haven't. Because everything we are doing, we do it in, in partiality. We do it half and half. We worship God half and half. We give half and half. We, we want to prosper half and half. The world has understood things better than we have. if you want to see great things, you have to go into deep places. There are some of us here, we don't have any kind of testimony when it comes to God. That God made us eat of the good. Yeah. When I was talking about transactional, transformation, well, transformational, you're like, what? Well, yeah. Because for most people, we have just lived on the transactional level. You work nine to five. They give you a payslip. And you get, it's a transaction. Yeah you get you give yeah you go and give your 9 hours then they give you 9 hours pay and it doesn't you see transactional wealth is not because oh my pay is small listen you can be any 100,000 2,000 and it's 200,000 it's still transactional you work this you get that but when god is saying that we should eat of the good of the land when he says open your mouth wide and I'll fill, those are kingdom principles yeah then you'll find somebody who will say that, you know, I remember we went for a conference somewhere and this pastor came to give his testimony and he was saying that, that he, he had started ministry and they had seen a church building that they really wanted to purchase, but they didn't have any money. And um, he went for a, a a conference somewhere and the person who came to preach, you know, was making some declarations and was saying that, you know, the, the way, that one of the graces upon him is the grace for transformational wealth. Do, do you understand? That means the wealth that transforms not just your life, but transforms community, which is generational. And the man was talking, and the man was talking how, you know, at a point when it's his birthday, people from strange lands, they'll give him a plane, you know, or they'll give him this, and this man was sitting in the Congregation. This pastor who was calculating is four times two, eight, eight plus eight, quick mass, six plus six, 12. Eight. Then the pastor was talking. Then he was sitting there. He said that he just had this prompting because the, the man was like, we are going to take an offering to break opportunities for transformation. You see, a lot of these things, they've been abused, misused. So as a Christian, we become so protective over such things, and we call it nonsense, and these corn artists, and these breakthrough pastors from wherever they have come from. They... But that is also the devil, because the devil uses men of God. Yeah. The devil uses men of God to dilute and to ruin things that are actually there for a blessing for us. So he said he was sitting there, and then the man was like, he when he doesn't take offering this kind of five hundred dollars, thousand dollars, he doesn't take that. He doesn't. He does, and then he apologized to whoever had invited him. Said, I don't know, maybe here you take. I just don't. And my offering is only one figure. So, if you want to sow into transformational wealth, ten thousand dollars. So the man was sitting at the back there, <laughs> and he said, Lord. As a church, we have been saving towards deposits for a church building. 500, 200, give your 10, give your 30, <laughs> give your 40, give your 50. Then, then the, the, the treasury board comes and says, so far for the fundraising, we have collected 2,725 and 50 pence. So, he was calculating all the things in his head, and he said he felt the Holy Spirit just telling him that you have to give. And he was like, ah, this one is the devil. This one is the voice of the devil. This is the voice of the devil. He said, ah. And he said it was so strong. And he was like, hey, by even the 10,000, he has to take his wife's saving, take his own savings. Take his own savings. He was like, if he's not careful, he can't even get back to his city. He said. So whilst people were coming, you know, this arrogant... <laughs> you know, they'll come and then they'll take out their American Express card, then they'll scan it and give their 10,000, whatever. So I was there. <laughs> yeah. So, then he said to himself that oh, most of the time these men of God, they say that, but eventually they'll come to 5,000 and then they'll come to 2,000. So he said he was sitting there then the man was like, okay, so those, all those who have given, they should come so he prays for them as we close. Hey! <laughs> so the man came. But he didn't come to put his, this thing come. He came to whisper to the uh, man of God, came to whisper to him. So he said, he was telling the man of God that, you know, the Lord says I should sew this, also sew, but I can't write a check, it will bounce. I can't use a card, it will bounce. But if I get back, I can put the 10,000 together. (laughs) 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 So if I leave my details, and then I'll make sure the 10,000, he said, the man looked at him, he said, what is your need? said oh we need a a church building my church we need to get a church building so that is and the Lord has told me that I should come and then the man said oh yes the Lord has spoken indeed he said you are going to go and bring your 10,000 so they were speaking nobody could hear then he prayed for the man then he told the man to stand here then he prayed for all the people I finish. He told everybody to stand he said the Lord has told those of us who are in this room that today we will buy a church building for this church and we are going to buy it for him now <laughs> I am saying that from today let us worship God in a way that is devoid of calculations, logic. Let us worship him from a place of trust and belief. Do do you understand? And when you are spiritual, you know when a command is coming from God and when a command is coming from flesh and when a a command is coming from a demonic place. But you have to get the wisdom and the sensitivity and the knowing to know the difference. Otherwise, you will always miss out on kingdom blessings. Yeah, and will forever be transactional. This year I've been very angry That listen, Christians must move from the level Of being very transactional In our wealth We have to move from it We always budget it You see, when you see yourself always calculating It means that there's lack Can I preach? Listen, yeah, the reason why We are are teaching and advising you Budget and things Because if you don't budget, life won't be easy If you don't budget, the whole building can come down if you don't, but you see, there's a level of wealth that budget is not needed. There's a level of wealth that you don't need. If you don't know, when they say, what's your bank balance, it's not a question you can ask. I, had, I have a very good friend who's a pastor who is an interior designer. He was telling me that. There are some clients that if I just go and ask, how much do you have to spend, don't give me the job. Because immediately they know I'm a transactional interior designer. As soon as you ask what's your budget, they know that you, low level you, you can't qualify. They won't give you the job. When they ask, when they say oh, we want this, you have to ask them how many and when. Yeah, and when they are being specific and they say I want a carpet from uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, uh, where is that place that they do? Um, no, it starts with a C. One of these uh, Arab uh, lands where they do this. S- Sorry. Oh China, But <laughs> the <laughs> 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 uh, uh, um, uh, Crystal. You have a lot of work to do. <laughs> <laughs> Those uh, they want um, stained glass from Spain. They want. You shouldn't be asking questions. What you need to the questions you or the discussion you need to be asking is so. Um, when when should it be ready? What should be done? Because you can't go and ask like, hey, the flight to Spain is this, or the f- then they know that you are not, do you understand? But you see, when you're on a transactional level, all those things matter. Every, uh, listen, that's why when you are budgeting, you have to even budget for miscellaneous things and even un- unforeseen expenditure. But we are Christians, which means that there must be a way and a route that we can work on that can move us from being transactional. When we are ending this uh, series we are going to talk about certain mountains and you realize that Christians have laid back so long that the world has taken over those mountains and they have determined yeah. why do you think in the schools the children are being taught what they are being taught? Because unbelievers are determining the curriculum for the children yeah why do you think our media and our IT and our websites and things have so much filth in it because filthy people determine what will go on there and what we do is that we sit in our room with our bible our bible was not meant to be in the room it was meant for us to live it are we less educated are we less intelligent are we less knowledgeable Are we lazy? We are not. But there has been a doctrine that has been taught which is so wrong because we have moved from one bad end to another bad end. But I'm praying that the balance would come where we worship God but we also eat of the good of the land. And you shouldn't let anybody determine how it happens except God. Listen, a lot of the time the people who create things, they had no idea how it will become. But they thought of it anyway. They tried it anyway. They failed some anyway. They, they want some anyway. But they kept pushing. Let me give you another one so that we can go home. I want to annoy us and get us agitated and get us upset and get us angry. Some of us, we work with for people and we have managers and things that we know that we are more educated than. We know that we are cleverer than. We know that we are more intelligent than. We know, we know. Yes, we know. And we go and sit there and then they are talking to us and then we look at them and then you are angry in your heart. Stop getting angry in your heart. And let that annoyance cause you to rise up. What stops you from being a director also? What stops you from, yeah, if you are teaching, what stops you from becoming a principal so that you also have a school where people are taught morals together with science and maths? We have to fight to get three or four Catholic schools and Anglican schools and we all force our children to go there. But you see, nobody is sitting down thinking that, can you imagine if CICC has a school? What will the children be taught? How will they come out as? Let me give you one more. Tell somebody it is hot. But tell the person it's going to get hotter. Yeah, I will even give you one scripture. Let me give you some more because we have to. Do you know that Christians, we don't even know how to network? We don't like each other. When we are thinking of prosperity, we don't think about another Christian. We feel that when it comes to creating wealth, we should go and look for an unbeliever. The world has learned. Even if I don't know how to play golf, I'll play some of the golf. So I meet When I go and stand there, <laughs> So I mean, when I go and stand there, you know. Hopefully, I'll have a conversation with somebody. But we don't. It's a waste of time. It's a waste. You have been praying, 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 praying. Have you seen that still things are not changing? Pastor Sam, if Christians begin to prosper in a Christian way our prayer life will be extended and our requests and our problems that we take to God will reduce. Revelation 5, the Bible says in verse 10, you find it in Revelation one sixty. it says that, and has made us unto our God, kings and priests, And we shall reign on the earth. You read a scripture like this and it's like, if God is saying that we are kings and priests, which means that we are rulers of the world and we are also worshippers. And we shall reign. How many countries do you find Christians reigning? Yeah, there are very few countries that you find. Do you know that in spite of all that we say, America is one of the few countries where if you want to win elections, you have to pretend like you're a Christian. Yeah. Which tells you that it means that the church has had some strength there. Everywhere else, in England, even as a leader, I don't remember which of our leaders who went to talk and mistakenly said, God bless you at the end. He was in trouble. Who was it? Who? Who? The Liberal Democrat. He went to say, "God bless you." It was like an abomination Because we have given our kinship to the world. We have given it to them, and we have sang that song for so long. This world is not my home. I'm just a passerby. Bye, bye. We can't sing that. Because we are going to live, some of us, if God permits, you will live for 90 years, 100 years. Are we going to do buy and buy and buy for 90 years? It is wrong. 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 We are not supposed to worship wealth, we are not supposed to worship money. But the Bible says money is a defense, just as wisdom is a defense. says that the poor man's wisdom is despised. The gospel is despised because we, have, we ourselves, we are the way we behave. They despise us, so they despise what we have to say. Hmm. May things change. The last thing I want to tell us who go home soon is the fact that there is an impact that we are supposed to have. But there are parameters by which we have to achieve it. And that is really important. And I think that sometimes that is where the problem is because if we are supposed to have an impact, like I told you last week, we are not supposed to have it by any means possible. You know, when we read the scripture, we said that for the kingdom of God, It's not eating and drinking but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. What we have to realize is that the verse 16 says that, therefore do not let your good be spoken of as evil. Which means that it's not just about doing well, it's not just about achieving, but how we achieve also matters. How we achieve also matters. Our life choices must reflect the king. Our life choices must reflect the kingdom. Our life, you know, Luke 17. One of the most important things indicator that you can always use is the peace of God. You know, the absence of Internal peace is also a sign of the presence of torment. The absence of internal peace is also an indicator of the presence of torment and also demon activities. And that is why we always stress on the fact that happiness is not the same as joy. There are a lot of people who appear happy who are tormented. There are a lot of people who have wealth, who are tormented. There are a lot of people who look as if they are prosperous who are tormented. So you shouldn't want to live and have a strong desire. I want to become a millionaire. I want to become... You see, those kind of concepts are not, won't help you because when in goods are increased, increase are they that eat them. <laughs> and to the acquiring of things, there's no end. There's no end. There's no end. Yeah. You ask those people who think they are beautiful. Once upon a time, they thought they were so beautiful. Then they met somebody and realized somebody is more beautiful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sometimes somebody feels that they are so good looking or they are so this. Then they meet somebody and see that this one, this one passes all. And then that person will stay arrogant for a while till. Yeah. Chinoachibi you know said, what? You mean? Well, the beautiful ones are not yet born. So it's not about achieving, it's not about... But how you do it also is important. How you do it is also important. Luke 17, 20 and 21. The Bible says that now when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say see here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. I want to leave us with the fact that let us stop putting so much emphasis on getting help from outside. Do you understand? From somebody, depending on somebody, depending, but begin to also look within. And the Bible teaches us that God was always having to rebuke and correct. That you see, man looks on the outward, but God looks on the inside. Why do you look for solutions? Why do you look for help? How do you do, you know? I, and that is why we can stay strong in our, I can't do it. I can't do it. It's too difficult. I have no help. It's because of where you are looking. When, when Samuel saw it, uh, the firstborn, he was like, ah, this must be the one that is supposed to be king. It, it, this, ah, look at Eliab. He has to be the one. And God is like, no, no, no. You're looking at the wrong thing. And that is why we have to open our eyes so that the thing that looks like nothing, we don't discard it. And also the thing that looks like something, we don't overly embrace it. Because some of us, opportunities might come our way that will look like great opportunities, but we have to avoid it. And for some of us, opportunities might come our way and then we might think that, oh, this one is not, it's no big deal. But we have to keep an eye on it. We have to keep an eye. I saw, let, let's go to Genesis. And then we are ending. You know, before we read Genesis, in Matthew 23, the Bible says in 26 to 28, you blind Pharisees, first wash the inside of the cup and the dish, and then the outside will become clean too. What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law, and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed too, beautiful on the outside, but filled on the inside with dead people's bones and all sorts of impurity. Outwardly, you look like righteous people, but inwardly, your hearts are filled with hypocrisy and lawlessness. There has to be a change so that we stop putting more emphasis on outward things and put more... The reason why sometimes people can't do well, can't achieve... It's because even if they start a, a business, they want to see the victory immediately. When they start something, they want it to prosper immediately. You see, when we sit back and we are like, Bill Gates is amazing. This person is amazing. Go and read their story. Go and see what they went through. Go and find out how they were ridiculed. Go and find out how they couldn't get anybody to invest in the thoughts they had. Go and find out how they had to sell things they had to be able to do a little bit. For us, comfort, 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 comfort. We are children of God. Yeah, He will bless us exceedingly, abundantly. Above all that you can think or ask or think. Have you been thinking? 2nd Corinthians 10. The Bible says. Verse 5. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Verse 7. Do you look at things according to the outward appearance? If anyone is convincing himself that he is Christ, let him again consider this in himself, that just as he is Christ, even so are we Christ. If anyone is convinced of himself that he is Christ, then let him again consider this in himself. You and I must begin to see each other in a certain way. You and I must begin to motivate each other in a certain way. In Peter 3, the Bible says in verse 3 to 4, what matter is not what matters is not your outer appearance, the styling of your hair, the jewelry you wear, the clothes you wear, but your inner disposition. Cultivate inner beauty, the gentle, gracious kind that God delights in. I was saying that there is an impact you are supposed to have, but the way you are supposed to have it is based on kingdom principles. And he's saying that we should have an inner disposition which is more graceful, which is more gracious, which is in humility, which is in gentleness. You see, people make it, but they break all the walls as they make it. They destroy everybody as they go. But that is not how we are supposed to make it. He says we should cultivate. We should cultivate, which means that it's something that we have to nurture. It's something that we have to groom ourselves. It's something that we have to become. And he says that we should have an inner disposition. What is our inner disposition? That is your resting mode. That is how you are. That is how your generic you know state is. I told you that for some of us, if nobody is watching, our resting face is a frown. That is how that's just how we are. For some of us, if we are to look into our hearts, what is it there? Is it grace there? What is it there? Is it humility there? What is your inner disposition? Because that is the one that you have to make sure is right. So that when you are blessed, you will have it right. I heard a man of God say that knowledge and uh, virtue is like um, a sprint and a marathon. He says that when you are having a sprint, when you are going sprints, 100 meters, knowledge will win. Because we are always very impressed that this person is powerful. This person is deep. This person looks, this person is amazing. This person, but if you are going in a marathon, virtue will win. This person has character. This person is godlike. This person follows, imitates God. This person is an example of what Christianity should be.